Summer may be easy and breezy and relaxing for some, but for others, it can be routine as normal and busy and hectic and relentless with family coming into town, vacations, work not letting up, kids out of school, and so on. And I've noticed that when busyness comes into my life, it can cause me to not be so present with my family, with my people, and also it tempts me to forget to prioritize Jesus. So this may surprise you, but something mega practical that I have been doing in my life is automating and making something like a household task that I have to do all the time, no matter the season, so much simpler. And for us, that has been Thrive Market. Thrive Market is an online grocery store that restricts 1,000 plus harmful ingredients and only sells the best and yummiest quality because they care about you. Ordering on their easy app and getting things delivered to my literal doorstep in days is a huge stress reliever and it saves me time so I don't have to give up my other precious time or energy this summer. This last order we received a few days ago, we got the Simply Protein Cookies and Cream Bars and it is literally the yummiest protein bar I've ever tried. Hunter's even trying to steal some of them. We even saved $20 on last week's order. And hey, if you're still not convinced, they have a price match guarantee. I mean, say less, right? So this summer, save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash truth talks and get 30% off your first order. Plus you get a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash truth talks. Thrivemarket.com slash truth talks. Hi, sis. Welcome to Truth Talks with Tara. The purpose behind this podcast and online ministry is to help beautiful women like yourself know, love, and live God's truth. Not only will this be a space of truthful, faith-filled talks, it will also be a place where we let God's Word speak for itself, because God's truth speaks. My name is Tara, and I'm your host, but you can call me your sister. Join me each week as we talk about the truth of God's Word and how it can ignite us with purpose. We'll talk about God's Word, how we're called to live, challenging topics, and grow in faith together. My prayer is that God would use this podcast to encourage and equip our hearts. Let's be women who love His truth, live His truth, and spread His truth. Well, hello once again, my sweet, sweet friend. How are you doing? I hope that wherever or whenever you're listening to this episode, it finds you well and full of that good Jesus joy. I'm sitting down right now with a warm cup of coffee and my blanket as I record, so I'm pretty content. Plus, I get to be here with you, God and his word, so I'm chalking this up to a pretty sweet situation. In today's episode, I wanted to talk about a pretty hot topic, something that we all ask ourselves, how do I live my faith? How do I actually take what I believe and what I read in God's word and actually live it, make it actionable? Before we dive in, I want to share a very, and I mean very personal story. When I think about the difference between living out my faith and being lazy in my faith or not really caring about living it well, I think about this time in my life. Okay, it's about to get real. You probably know from being around this ministry or listening to my intro podcast episodes that I have known the Lord my whole life. Thankfully, my parents raised me to know who God was and I accepted his gift of salvation at a super young age. So I have always known and loved the Lord. But let's fast forward to my sophomore year of high school. Looking back, I was extremely insecure. I had just re-enrolled into school after missing the first year due to my illness. I didn't have many friends, so naturally, I tried hard to find my people. Within one of my classes, I started to make friends, and we would hang out every day. 
Eventually, I got involved with a guy who at that time didn't know the Lord and wasn't walking with him. During that entire year, I found myself really falling into that group and that relationship. Because of my insecurity and my desperation to be liked by someone, I inevitably got extremely lazy with my faith. Now what I mean by that is, I wasn't walking the walk and talking the talk. I wasn't reading my Bible as often as I should, and even when I did read it, it went in one ear and out the other. My faith had become stagnant and came to a halt. I didn't see the value in obeying God or living for Him. It was easier and more satisfying to do what I wanted, even if that was living in sin. I mean, I claimed to be a Christian. I went to church on Sundays, honestly, sometimes begrudgingly, but I went. I attended youth group and read my Bible occasionally. But as I look back, there was no fruit in my life. There wasn't any evidence of my faith overflowing. Ask my parents. I would tell people what they wanted to hear. Maybe the most Christian answers. But when you looked at my life and the decisions I made with my friends, things weren't adding up. I wasn't taking what I claimed to believe and living it out day to day. I wasn't walking in obedience to God. So the reason I share that story with you is to start us out with a tangible example. That was an all-time low for me, a time of my life where my faith was stagnant, lazy, and fruitless, to be super honest with you, friend. Today, I want to speak to you. Today, I want to speak to us. You see, no matter what our lives look like, we all have moments or seasons where we feel the same way, right? When we feel lazy, stagnant, or stuck in our faith, where we don't know how to live out what we believe. Where we question, how in the world can I live what I believe? How am I supposed to do more than just read the Bible? What does living my faith out actually look like? Today we're going to dive into what it means to live out our faith in Christ. Why God commands and calls us to do it. Some biblical characters that demonstrated this well. And some tangible practices we can start putting into our life today. Are you ready? Let's start out with a foundation in scripture, as we love to do here. If you have your notes or your Bible, here's your chance to grab them. Galatians 2.20 reads, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved and gave himself up for me. What Paul is articulating here is that his former self, the person he was before he gave himself to Christ, is now dead. His former self includes sinful tendencies, goals, self-exalting desires, and more. When he puts his trust in Jesus, he sacrificed his old life on the altar. Christ took away that old life and sin and buried it in the grave. It's a metaphorical way, basically, of saying that his old way of life is now dead and in Christ he's been given a new one. Paul is saying now that in his new life, he's now directed and empowered by God and Christ alone. Sure, Paul still has his own personality and quirks that God created him with, but his own personal interests and goals no longer direct his life. He recognizes that giving his life to Christ means surrendering to God and his directing. Can you see how this verse connects to what we're talking about? Any believer who has given their lives genuinely and wholeheartedly to God can find themselves in this verse. Dedicating our lives to God and to our faith means no longer living for ourselves, but living for God. Now, sometimes this can sound like a bad thing, like we can't live the way we want or have any fun. But here's the beauty. Stepping into the life that God has purchased for us through Jesus on the cross outweighs our old life. 
Again, our unique personalities, passions, and hobbies didn't die in the grave. They still remain, but our sin nature and our bondage to it dies, and we're born again into allegiance to Christ. So Paul says that in Christ, he must live by faith in the Son of God. Why? Because Jesus loves us and he gave himself up for us. That's our basis. That's our foundation for living. Not because we want to be robots who aimlessly follow the leader so we don't get in trouble without any love or passion in our hearts. No, we live our faith. We live for God because he loves us. If he loved us enough to save us, we can trust that he has such a beautiful way for us to live and it's worth following. Another simple yet powerful verse on this truth is in Ephesians 2.10. You may be familiar with it. It says, For we are his workmanship, God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared for us in advance that we should walk in them. Before this verse, Paul had just finished talking about how our faith is given to us through grace. That it's not something we can work, work, work for. It's not something that we have to be good enough for. Insert air quotes. It's simply through God being rich in mercy. It's simply through God's grace, seeing humanity dead in their trespasses, yet choosing to make us alive in Christ, choosing to save us, repurpose us, and set us on a path to live, walk, and thrive in Him. So the truth is, we were created for good works. We were created to walk in the calling that God has given us and live out our faith in day-to-day life. This doesn't mean that good works, living by God's word and obeying his truth saves us, but it's merely an overflow. Living our faith is the result of our love. Does that make sense? It starts with being saved and genuinely giving our lives to him. Then from that love, obedience, and desire for God, we will want to live out our faith. We'll want to do good works and obey his word because of the major gift we've been given. We'll want to live our faith out so that others can see Christ in us and choose him too. Living our faith, doing good works, and showing others our fruit is a sweet result of Christ in us. And like that verse just told us, that's what God created us for in the first place. From the very beginning, God divinely purposed creation to be his workmanship, to be his handiwork, his hands, and his feet. And lastly, before we get into biblical examples and the nitty-gritty practical examples, but let's look at it briefly together in this episode. James 2, 14-16 is one of the most powerful passages about living out our faith. The author talks about how genuine faith and truly hearing the word leads to doing it or living it out. Living out our faith, or as James calls it, works, is not the basis of our faith, meaning it's not what saves us, but it's the result, just like we talked about earlier, right? In this passage, James is asserting the truth that full-grown, genuine faith is seen in the good deeds it produces. Just like we're commanded in Galatians 5 with the fruits of the Spirit, we as believers are called to work at cultivating these fruits with the help of the Spirit so that we will glorify the Lord, obey Him, and be led by the Spirit. Again, remember, we are no longer slaves to sin or our old natures in Christ. We're called to live a better way. And that manifests itself in aiming to cultivate fruits of the Spirit and live out our faith. At the end of the day, if you walk away knowing anything from this episode, remember this. Living out our faith and doing good works isn't about legalism. It isn't about checking off a box. We're called to do it because it brings glory to our Father. It's our way of obeying Him and representing Him well to others here on earth. 
It's our way of responding to our salvation and saying, God, thank you for saving me. Thank you for loving me enough. Because you love me so much, I can't help but want to obey what you say. I can't help but want to say yes when you ask me to do good works for your glory. Okay, how was that for a solid biblical foundation? Side note, before we move on, I am so thankful that you're here and that you're so hungry for God's word and growing in your faith. You never cease to amaze me with how you show up here to be encouraged and equipped in your faith. So here's to you. Before we end with some practical ways to live out our faith, let's look at some biblical examples. Let's hone in on a few real-life people in the Bible who demonstrated their faith in actions during their life. Now, we don't nearly have enough time in this episode to look at every character, every remarkable, faithful individual, but here are a few for today. The first we're going to look at is the lovely Esther. She was an anonymous Jewish girl that became the queen of Persia. Not only was her story one of rags to riches, but it was also one of remarkable faith in God, one that she lived out boldly and unashamedly. She first rooted her life on the foundation of her faith in God. Walking into the palace, she was standing with God. When she was crowned queen, she was standing with God. And then she lived out her faith. She committed to representing God well by not compromising her values. She was a just, respectful, and honorable queen. She stood up for her Jewish people when they were being persecuted and spoke the truth boldly, even when it could have literally gotten her killed by her own husband. I'd encourage you to spend some time in the book of Esther to see how she lived out her faith for God, even in the Old Testament. Another example of someone who lived out their faith was Mary, the mother of Jesus. Although we don't hear a lot about her or her life extensively, what we do know about her is inspiring. She was a young girl, teenage girl, and she was also called and chosen by God to be the mother of Jesus. The gospel tells us how she reacted and then how she chose to live from there. After her conversation with the angel, she carried on in her faith. She took what God had told her and called her to and obeyed. She lived out her faith in God by exuding trust, confidence, and hope in God that what he said would happen. And we know that God did indeed bring about Jesus through her womb. She showed good works by being an honorable and loving wife to Joseph and a mother that raised a son to be the savior of the world. That's huge. (laughs) But the main way that we can see how she lived out her faith was through her trust. She knew God was calling her to trust him even during the craziest circumstances in her life. So she did. She demonstrated it by marrying Joseph, carrying Jesus, and raising him up. Last but not least, let's look at the Apostle Paul, arguably one of the most famous Christians of all time. Sure, Paul was far from perfect, but he proved himself to be one of the most faithful followers of Christ with some of the most action. After turning away from persecuting Christians and giving his life to Christ, he dove headfirst into the gospel. He dove headfirst into spreading the good news to others. He lived out his faith by following the word, being a great example of someone who read the scriptures carefully and based his actions around it. He took his faith and the love he had for his creator, and he told other people about it, teaching them, encouraging them, and challenging them. There were our examples. This episode has been too fun, too full of truth nuggets. Now, as we wrap up, I want to leave us all with some tangible practices, ways to help us actually live out our faith. And we can actually start doing this today and every single day after that. Let's talk about some ways that the Bible tells us we can actually live out what we believe. 
If you're at a loss for how to live what you believe and don't know where to go or how to represent Christ well in your actions, this is for you. Or if you just need a solid reminder, let's get into it. Just a little disclaimer. We're only going to talk about a few ways to live out our faith right now, but there are literally so many, like too many ways to even mention in an episode of how we're called to live out our faith, like loving one another, being humble, thankful, joyful, etc. A great way to know how God calls us to live our faith can be found in the Bible by reading his truths and commandments. So if you need some help reading and understanding the Bible, check out our How to Live and Apply Scripture episode right after this one. Let's dive into a few practical ways that we can live out our faith today. First, an amazing way to live out our faith is to cultivate and practice the fruits of the Spirit. Read Galatians 5 for the full list of these fruits. In its essence, the fruits of the Spirit are attributes of godly character. We see each one of these attributes expressed in Jesus himself throughout the gospel. And after all, he is our example to follow, right? We can never be perfect like Jesus, sure, but we are called to emulate his attributes to the best of our ability in the Spirit's power. Memorize these fruits of the Spirit and focus on practicing them in your day-to-day life. Something that I've done before in the past is dedicate one day to practicing one fruit. Although we should be practicing and implementing them every day, every single fruit, it can be a great practice to really hone in on one specific fruit. Study the word to find out what each one really means. Use a Bible dictionary and discover what it means to display the fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, etc. You get the idea. As we're told over and over in the Bible, we will be known for our fruit. We will be known for the way that we live. Abide in the vine, as John 15 says, and you will bear much fruit for the kingdom. Secondly, and arguably one of the most important ways we can live out our faith is to love one another. Jesus said to his disciples in John 13, 35, By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Jesus didn't say, by this, everyone will know that you're my disciples if you get good grades or if you have a million dollars in your bank account. Sometimes we fall victim to the mindset that love is overrated or it's just a cliche Christian answer. But Jesus says it plainly in that verse and countless other passages. Love, along with many other attributes, is the trademark of a true Christian. Biblical love is self-sacrificing, without exceptions, generous, unending, and so much more. 1 Corinthians 13 explains it beautifully as well. But love also rejoices with the truth, meaning it doesn't make way for sin or evil or condone any of those wrong actions, but it chases after righteousness and truth in God. We can live out our faith powerfully through the way we love others, by the way we set aside our needs and put someone else's first, by being patient with someone even if they don't deserve it, by speaking kind words and bridling our tongue, by having a humble heart, by encouraging other people in God's truth, gently wooing them away from sin and into his light. Let's remember, love is the trademark of a Christian's life. Pray and ask God to help you remember that we can only love because of his love for us. Pray and ask God in full faith to infuse you with the strength, the ability, and the patience to exercise this love. Sister, he will truly do it. And the last practical way to live your faith that we'll touch on today is this, by using and displaying our spiritual gifts. Passages like 1 Peter 4, 10 through 11 tells us that God has given every believer at least one spiritual gift. 
These spiritual gifts come in a variety of forms, teaching, speaking, encouragement, and more. Their purpose is to edify and encourage the body of Christ in God's truth. So we can trust that we all at least have one. That's what the Bible tells us. And as 1 Peter 4 says, we are commanded to use them, to exercise the gifts we've been given, to live it out, to serve one another. Why? So that God would be glorified in it. If you're unsure of what your spiritual gift is, I'd encourage you to spend deep, deep time in prayer with God. Ask him with a humble heart to reveal to you what he has gifted you in. Take some time and meet with a pastor or a trusted mentor that knows you and the word well and discuss this with them thoroughly. I would say though, please be wary of online tests and rely more on your time with the Lord and godly mentors. Start getting involved in local ministry in your church and see how God has gifted you. This is a beautiful way to put your faith in action, your obedience to God in action, all while serving others and glorifying Him. Sweet friend, thank you so much again for tuning into yet another episode of Truth Talks with Tara. Wow, this episode was powerful, right? That's all because of His truth. I'm so thankful we got to talk about this hot topic today. This is so important and central to our lives as Christians, as being doers and not only hearers. So I truly believe we always need this reminder. At the end of the day, know this. Even though it may seem hard, even though we may fail along the way, it is possible to do this. It is possible to live out our faith in God. We can produce the fruit of the Spirit. We can love others well. We can obey His Word. But here's the catch. Friend, we can't do it without God's strength. We can't do it without the Holy Spirit's indwelling and by following His lead. We need to go on this journey of sorts, of living for Him, rooted wholly dependent on His strength. If we think we can do it on our own, we won't even move an inch. Trust me, I've been there. Remember the story? (laughs) Let's take this truth and run with it. Let your genuine love for God and desire to follow Him result in a heart that can't help but live for God. Let your life be the proof of who saved you, sweet friend. If you enjoyed today's episode, please make sure to screenshot it wherever you're listening, post it to your Instagram stories, and tag me at Miss Tara Sun and at Truth Talks with Tara. I'd love to thank you personally for your presence, and it's also an amazing way to get more people tuning in. Thank you also for taking the time to rate and review this podcast. Oh my goodness, you guys, the ratings and reviews that have already come through for the podcast over the last few weeks have literally made me bawl and cry and my heart just cannot take it. I am so thankful to God for how you're showing up here. Thankful to you for how you are expressing your thoughts and the way that God is moving in your heart through this, through a rating and review. It is just such a blessing. This is like the sweetest and most impactful way for you to support the podcast, encourage my heart, and boost the podcast so that other people can hear it. When ratings and reviews come in, it helps the podcast get up higher in the charts so that more people can hear about Jesus. Ultimately, it's about getting more ears, eyes, and hearts on God, right? Thank you. Thank you. It was such a joy to be with you here again today, my sweet, sweet friend. I can't wait to talk to you next time. Love you, friend. See you soon.